following podcast is explicit. So mom, you're going to want to turn this off. On today's episode of Mouthful of Marvels, Mike prepares to move to Chicago. You'll witness the birth of Iron Nana, and we reminisce about Robert Downey Jr.'s brief stint on Saturday Night Live. Also, we talk about Iron Man 2 for a bit. Okay, let's start. Yeah, we should. Uh, I'm Jordan. This is Mike. Yeah, this is Mouthful of Marvels. That's what you're listening to. Um, and uh, Mike and I are recording in the Kendall and Emily's basement studio. Mm-hmm. And probably it, for the last time. Probably for the last time. Yeah. Mike is moving to Chicago. Now, the cool kids call it Chi Town. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Or like the documentary called it Chirac. Chirac? Yeah. <laughs> what documentary? The people get killed. Oh. Yeah. Fun. It's okay though because it's segregated. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah and you're safe. You're Thank the God. safe part. Yep, that's exciting. I'm with people who look like me. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, what a relief. Segregation is a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that felt awful. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we'll take that out. Um, <laughs> uh, if I ever run for office, that's the clip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that run. Yeah. Uh, I liked your tweet, by the way. You tweeted, um, "I can't wait till I run for office to know which tweets." Wait, to know what I tweeted that's racist? Yeah. yeah which which of my tweets are the most racist? <laughs> uh, and, like, that's kind of a joke, but that would be kind of true. I'd love to see, like, what was what, awful. Yeah, what well, people... Because, like, and there's not room for this on the internet right now, mm. but I do want to learn where I'm shitty. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I don't know. And I'm sure that, like, if I went back, I'd find some that I uh-huh. knew. Like, ooh, I grew now. I grew <laughs> and want, that's good. Yeah, you want your own little corner of the, uh, the internet where everybody is bashing you. Yeah, because if you get rid of those, then you get rid of all your measurements of growth. Okay. Uh-huh. Right? Like, if you okay. get rid of those, you pretend like you were always enlightened, and that's, like, a false reality. That is true. That's, I think that's one of the problems. It's not that, like... Um, that not everybody's politically correct, but there's not room to like, I think why people hate political correctness is because you have to go from zero to politically correct. Yeah, yeah. Or from zero to enlightened. And politically correct is a fluid thing. Uh-huh. It's, you know, it's evolving. It's, it itself is trying to grow into something, you know, yeah. better. Uh, and if you're not always there, then you're like the other thing. Yeah. You're on the other side. When I'm, I like, I want to know when I fuck up. Uh-huh, yeah, so that, okay. Like, I don't again. Yeah, that's a, that's a scary thing. There's not room for that. And I'm too afraid to fuck up. Right, because because there's not room for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so you're moving to Chicago. <laughs> what are you moving there for, big guy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, for comedy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> to go do comedy, go get better. Uh, go go have an adventure. Talking about growth. You can yeah. find out what uh, what you need to be more politically correct about out I'm, in Chicago. I'm less racist than most of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting to know because we're in a whitewashed uh, a, a whitewashed. I'm gonna state. find out if I'm racist. I don't think I am. <laughs> It'll be. I memorized. Remember the Titans growing up. <laughs> 
We'll see if it worked. <laughs> so you know, yeah. I wonder if that'll be if that would be a funny thing to do on stage there. Uh, yeah. Um, I was really nervous, but we married the Utah side. So just like watched Remember the Titans a bunch of times. You know, just quote Denzel Washington <laughs> from Remember the Titans, and I'm sure you'll be an instant like civil rights hero. Yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. I'd, but it'll all be like football references still. <laughs> Uh, so you're going to Chicago going to Chicago. Comedy. I'm going to do classes at Second City and I own Annoyance. And mm-hmm. I'm going to do sketch and improv, too, to push myself as a performer. Uh-huh. Uh, now, you're going to want to settle in for a while before you get yeah. into classes at those. Uh, well, I need, yeah. So we have an companies. apartment. I need. I still need to find a job. Okay. Um, hopefully by the time this drops, that stuff will have happened yeah <laughs> and if i'm not, confident with it all but yeah uh well we'll we'll get plenty if of not, updates yeah we'll uh start a kickstarter for all of our <laughs> god <laughs> <laughs> oh that would have been more helpful maybe yeah i think that was the intention yeah what do you mean the kickstarter okay i think that's it. what people thought it was yeah i don't think people thought it was for like documentary equipment i thought they thought it was for like to help, get us help out us, help well us that's move. against their their like kickstarter's right. rules so i think like it, it may have been but under you can, the guise but you can like slip that stuff in You're like help us do a documentary like uh-huh. we need you to pay for our rent for this documentary right yeah but no we spend it on documentary equipment yeah and we uh, are too ashamed of ourselves to record anything because yeah, we're, we're like this is goddamn boring yeah, yeah. no it's, and, well, it's boring and it's very self-indulgent oh uh, yeah I don't think I realized how indulgent the project was when we started. Yeah, it feels gross. And um, for those who aren't familiar, yeah, we should uh, give some. We background. a couple of years ago, <laughs> oh boy, oh <laughs> that boy. felt not good to say. We did a Kickstarter. Us and our, our buddy Curtis. Curtis came with the idea to do a Kickstarter. Producer of the show, yeah. Curtis Hanson. Of, uh, He's credited as a on, producer. On this show? Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. On Mar- Mouthful Marvels. Yeah, yeah. He needs to step up. <laughs> <laughs> He needs to do something. <laughs> no, I'm like, uh, no, I'm not. He offered, he offered to, to contribute <laughs> even more. But yeah, he's. he's but, but he approaches with this idea about filming. We were planning on moving to LA together to mm-hmm. do comedy. Jordan moved there for a while and is moving back. Mm-hmm. Uh, moved to LA and film a documentary. What it's like to move from a small town like Logan, Utah. Uh, and then go to chase your dream in, in Tinseltown. Right, and in something in our defense, like, it's hard to move. It's hard to move. I. Uh, it's even harder when there's like public expectation. And yeah, oh yeah, and the timeline was uh, by the end of that year that it happened. So yeah, it was, so was 2014, like or was it two? Th- yeah, 2014. So yeah, really a year and a half ago when we were first gonna move. Yeah, and then you moved about a year ago. Yeah, almost mm-hmm. exactly. In, yeah, in January. Uh, and then I, I, I was gonna like give up on comedy as a career at that point. Really? Yeah. Um, and go back to school, and I was kind of like in and out, and I had yeah. So can I? Which ask, I haven't really talked to you. <laughs> that no, much yeah, about. and like I'm curious uh, that like this will be cool because this is the first time I'm really hearing about like yeah. the reasons why like the these these ebbs and flows of of your dream versus uh, maybe even like wondering if it is your dream, like yeah. if something else is a more fulfilling uh, path for you. Sure, I think I'd built it up as like this capital D dream. Okay, um, and it, and and it became too big. Uh huh. And um. So now it's it's a dream. It's it's still my dream, but it's just like a dream. Yeah. Well, you know what Ryan Shoop and the Rubber Band says? Um, dream big. Is that the song? I dream, dream big. And you're going go to Dream as go big to as the ocean blue. If you do, your dreams will come true. You know that song? People know that song. <laughs> I hope people know that song. Uh, are you looking it up? Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, it's tricky to get yourself motivated uh, to the point where it's like, is is this legitimate or is this a fool's errand to... Totally. Yeah. And, like, I, I thought about this, like, mm-hmm. 
I'm going to try to like make comedy my career, but getting paid from comedy has never been like, uh, it's never, it's, it hasn't changed comedy for me. Yeah. Mm hmm. So like the show itself, like performing itself is what I like and writing itself is what I like. Uh, is that affirming in any way to know that despite the money, it's something that you love yeah, to do? Yeah. Okay. It's definitely mm-hmm. affirming, but it's also discouraging in the way that like, well, it, like, do I need to make this career? Do I need to yeah. have a living from this? Or if um, you could just do cause it I think that, Cause I think the living part, it would be nice. Um, but it was, it was more like, I think at that point to prove that I could. Yeah. Like this insecurity, be like, I can, I can make, I can make this a career. Uh-huh. Uh, I got overwhelmed with that. I, I didn't like the idea of show business. Uh-huh. I still have, like, it's gross. Yeah, yeah I still absolutely. have a hard time with, like, that's, that's, like, where the path leads. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm okay with that more now. And I'm okay with, like, in, and then it felt like all or nothing, too. Yeah. And I didn't, I, I, I don't do well with that. No. Uh, and, and like, having a public Kickstarter mm. to do that is... Send-off show, a farewell uh, show. Yeah, we had, yeah, we had a uh, farewell show, which was a lot of fun. It was very but fun. Anyway, it's, that it would have been even more fun without the pressure of, of uh, the send-off totally. aspect of it. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I, I'm very happy that it is finally happening for you like i don't mean to say finally to say like to sure. be on your back about it but i am because i'm a fan of your comedy and i'm a fan as you as of as a comedian and i hope you do well and i want to see that growth and uh just yeah yeah that you're going to chicago to make it happen is very inspiring and i hope like because we are filming things i plan on filming uh you getting on the plane to go uh-huh. with calvin our friend uh calvin and to move to Chicago, and I plan on getting that on tape. So it's happening where we can finally get things going, uh, and I don't have to feel as bad for the backers <laughs> because <laughs> it's been so long, uh, a project that's been going so long. And people like still message me saying that they haven't gotten like, the certain um, premiums that were promised for donating. The fuck, Curtis? <laughs> <laughs> no, one of those. That's pre- that on yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of them <laughs> is it's uh, we have to write a personal letter to certain backers. Like if they donate so much, we just say uh, it's an update. And so like, they, that's hard. They that's, still wanted it. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was somebody who still that's, wanted it, which really is flattering. Sweet. But that's it really also sweet. makes my balls go inside my oh, body yeah. because like I'm sorry I haven't done this yet. Um, I wish I had more to report back to you. I've done some UCB classes. What, <laughs> I do, that's, what, what do you tell people when they ask you about the project? Just tell them that I say it's still in the works. And like yeah. another thing that I, I realize, people they're really dumb for donating. You knew us when you donated <laughs> okay shit happened um because uh you uh you had a root canal that that costs a lot of money yeah. um curtis i found out he lost his camera in the divorce yeah i'm gonna ask if that's okay that i said that on this but like yeah. uh right after we did the kickstarter he was going through divorce so these that just shit happened um and this really sh- all should be part of the story and yeah and it's something that and, i hope we bring up in and interviews. maybe maybe we can put this audio on there or whatever for uh-huh. part of it to like um, I also think that you going to LA and me moving the show, sorry, it's a bummer, but it's also mm. like, I think it, it adds a little bit of, uh, texture to the story. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think it's a little bit more interesting. Yep. Two different places with, uh, two. Yeah. It's, it's more, uh, flavorful that way. I think. Similar experience. And uh-huh. like, um, this has nothing to do with work, but I'm excited to like visit LA when you're there and have you come to Chicago yep. when I'm there. And yep. I'm excited that I don't have to drive in Chicago. It'll be a nice change of pace yeah. as opposed to just driving anywhere well, and we'll be able to Los get Angeles. each other on shows in both cities yeah that'll be great um so it's exciting uh just got how did i don't know how we got here this is because it's the last one before okay uh-huh. yeah that's right uh and uh but this is mouthful of marvels and uh we talk about marvel movies and ryan shoop and the rubber band and ryan shoop and the rubber band mm, play it Ha <laughs> ha 
Mike is just holding it up. You know what I'll do instead of this? I'll just play a real segment. <laughs> this. That, that was it? it? What was the point of that? Uh, is this a concert? No, they just did like a weird, like, fun jamming around it. Hey, it was fun. I'm not saying it wasn't fun. No, no, like, I, I did a quick poll. We all had fun. <laughs> okay, that's enough. No. No, it's not even close. <laughs> he, he just kicked one of the instruments playfully. It was fun. Ooh, that is fun. Oh, I have heard this. Yeah. <laughs> they play it at fireworks at the, at the, fireworks at the stadium. <laughs> at the Romney Stadium at Utah State University. Oh, this is awful. <laughs> it was great when it came out. It feels dated. Well, it also feels like any EFY song. Oh yeah, uh, EFY is for young you LDS. Walk with God? Yeah. yeah, EFY is for young LDS. It's, it's Bible camp for LDS kids. And, and they always have albums that are very popular, and it's just Mormon yeah. Christian rock. Jericho Road. Yeah. <laughs> One of the band's names is Jericho Road. <laughs> who, was, who was it that I met that that was the only concert they'd been to? Oh no. I <laughs> Like, like I don't like concerts that's like, a, that's like a first date conversation I like to have. It's like, what's your favorite? Like, cause that, yeah. you know, that's a fun. And I hate that question because like, you're not music, a concert yeah, guy. No, I'm not yeah. a concert guy. And like, yeah. I'm barely a music guy. I can name maybe 10 bands. <laughs> I can name, name 10 bands. Okay. Um, the Wiggles. <laughs> um, the Wiggles tribute band, uh, the Giggles. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's real. Uh, Big and Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan is a for real big and rich hey man, super fan. Save a horse. Super fan. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. That's that what I say. Sense. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. Are you have fucking to make a horse sense. or like using a cowboy for transportation? <laughs> that does not make sense. It's not clear in the song. Like, um, <laughs> anatomically, it's weird. <laughs> it may be bestiality. Save uh, a cowboy, get fucked by a horse. <laughs> <laughs> they got bigger dicks. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um,. Are you oh, jealous I of horses? My mom doesn't listen to this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, super gel. Super gel? Yeah. yeah. Mostly the main. Okay, cool. <laughs> right on, man. <laughs> right on. Uh, yeah, that was uh, Ryan Chupin and the Rubber Band. My brother-in-law really loved that band. Still? Do you know? Uh, I, he may, because Which it may be fondness. It's um, Mike, um, okay. Mike Mumford. Uh and There's like a nostalgia thing to it. I'm and, sure there is. Like that they was, were kind of like the cool Mormon band at because the time. It, it's like it, it was different because it's a banjo, uh, and that was like the main thing. It was blue bluegrass, mm-hmm. and so like it was popularized in I think a very niche community of of the banjo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and before like now, where like banjos have flown too close to the sun. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. Which I mean, you don't. I know you don't know music. No. Well, but like right now, that's like it's been overdone for like the last five, ten years. Yeah. Was that Icarus? That flew too close to the sun? No, that played, played the banjo. banjo? <laughs> <laughs> played a mean banjo. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, did. In, uh, in, um, uh, oh shit, what's the movie? Da 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 da. Bing a bang bong bang bong bang bong bong. What is it? Deliverance? I think it's Deliverance. I, yeah. Yeah, it could be. I said that too close to the mic. I'm so sorry, <laughs> listeners. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I think that was one of the first things my brother-in-law shared with me was uh, was Ryan Chupin. Because I was like 12 years old, so yeah. he was like trying to make connections. Well, and I me. remember the God's Army soundtrack. He did a lot of that. What? I loved it. Yeah, like the song Go to Hell was one of my... It was like when we made... Because that's when we started making mix CDs. That's Ryan Shoop? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. So he did he did some of the soundtrack for God's Army, which uh-huh. is a, a Mormon mo- movie about missionaries. It was like this kind of big thing. In yeah. The, late 90s, early 2000s, yep, somewhere yep. in there. I remember it. Uh, 
And I like I thought this like it was like kind of like edgy Mormon song. Go to hell. So, like it would be on all of my mixes. Like it'd be like like yeah. I throw it in. Like I'd always throw like kind of like these like there's always like a comedy song uh-huh. or like clips of The Simpsons and on my. It's one of the type of movies that like they'll quote in church. Uh, talks <laughs> and church speeches, speeches as if it's like doctrinal to the Church of Jesus it's Christ. It's not a terrible Day movie. Thing. No, it's it's a fine movie. And like yeah, the I second think, one's good too. It's, uh, it's God's State. Navy. <laughs> I think that I I think that is one of the posters in the background of another Mormon movie. I think it's the RM, which is for Returned Missionary. It's uh-huh. one of the posters in is the background. God's Navy. Gay, God's Navy. That's really funny. Yeah, uh, those are the gay missionaries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's a different one. That's uh, what is that on Latter Day Saints? Uh, is that where, a real movie? That's a real movie where okay. a uh, a uh, a missionary falls in love with another man, and uh, yeah, that sounds better than Iron Man Two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, slightly. See that segue? Yeah, that was a good segue. Crushed se- it. Good segue. Good segue. Uh, seg- great segue. Great segue. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what we're talking about now. Is Iron Man two? That's there what is another documentary, is. by the way, about about that same thing. But it's a documentary. It's about uh, a missionary who met uh, another man in Italy while on his mission. Oh, and they fell in love. Where can I look that up? Called Elder, I oh, think, okay. which is a cool name. It is a cool name. Cool minimalistic name. Yeah, and it looked good. Yeah, um, but I don't know if it's been made yet because I remember seeing it was in like it was in oh, the um, Kickstarter pre-production. Phase. So they probably haven't moved yet. Oh well, I hope they're happy. I hope they're happy. They probably haven't moved yet. I just realized that's very funny. Um, Iron Man 2. Yeah. <laughs> um, Iron Man 2. Tell me how it did. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you how there. it did in the, the box office. Um, it had a theater duration from May 7th, 2010 to August 19th, 2010. So, so full summer run. Yep, mm, full summer run. But that's still considerable. <laughs> yeah. Jason. I was going to say that's considerably short, Da-da. but it isn't. Uh, and then so. Uh, yeah, tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so the domestic total gross was three hundred and twelve million dollars. Um, where the first was, Iron Man, was, yeah, okay. three hundred and eighteen million. So okay, it made, yeah, it, it but made like close to it, it should have made more than the first. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it had the first to write off. Of. Yep, yes, it did, and the first was huge success. Like, yeah, the first kind of the first big Marvel smash. I'm trying to think if this was like this was a. Um, summer of sequels, though. I think Spider-Man two, Spider-Man three came out. Maybe I'm mistaken. With Tobey Maguire. With Tobey Maguire. Emo Tobey. Emo B. Maguire. I don't think I. I don't think I've only seen the. F- oh, I saw the first two Spider-Man. Really? Yeah. I didn't uh, see the third with the. Oh no, I'm wrong. Spider-Man three came out in 2007 oh. with like Pirates of the Caribbean three, Shrek three, uh, and so that I thought like it was a, a claim to like being like sequel fatigue. Well, because it seemed like people were complaining about a lot of sequels then too. Yep. Like they don't now as much. Uh uh-uh, uh, no. And they were complaining about reboots too at that same time as the, I think right. people are still complaining about reboots. It feels like there's still a nasty taste yeah, in people's mouths. Yeah. That's not that's not Hollywood's fault. No, it's it, yeah, it's well, we're the dumb it's ones. It's the consumers' yeah. fault. We're uh, yeah, we're paying if we, for if it. If we paid because there's a plenty of like great original movies out there. If mm-hmm. we wanted original content, we'd go see it. Yeah, but it's risky, you know. Ooh, yeah. it's risky. Ooh. I know that I like Transformers beating up other Transformers. Yeah, you ever seen a robot punch a robot? Yeah. Lots of times because of... Maybe too many? Because I keep consuming it. <laughs> um, so, okay, so it made $312 million. Uh, worldwide, it made $623 million. Uh, so that beat out this, the first one, uh, which made $585 million. And um, the opening weekend, it was number one in the box office with $128 million. Did it say who else was in the same opening weekend? Um, I'd have reference. to look that up. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. What? Give me the date. Uh, brother, I'd have to look that up, too. Hold on. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. 2010. 
of the day was... And that's, uh, I just looked it up, that's seven, uh, five, May 7th, 2010. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and I just looked it up on Box Office Mojo, that was the 17th biggest weekend ever. What? Yeah, 17th biggest opening weekend ever. Really? What else came out? No, I mean, I mean like, to date. Oh, really? So this is 17th ever. So this like, for opening weekend. Iron Man 2 got 17th, huh? Yeah. That's interesting. Let me see where Iron Man is. Then Iron Man was 35th. And that makes sense. That yeah. Like, yep. That, uh, so with it having that much, so it had a drop off the where dip- Iron Man kept, like, Iron Man 1, mm-hmm. um, Legend of Curly's Gold, did <laughs> really well, did really well over time where... Iron Man 2 had a big opening weekend and faded. Yeah, it kind of faded. Uh, yeah, so the opening weekend of Iron Man 1 was $98 million, uh, where <clears> Iron Man 2 had $128 million, um, but had a lower domestic, uh, overall domestic gross. Um, but yeah, so most of it was made in uh, opening weekend. And, okay, uh, same weekend, I found it. Okay. Um, well, there's a lot. It's hard to tell which ones. Okay. Babies, a documentary. Bad, mm. let's see. Bad Mash Company, Carbon Nation, the documentary. They showed that at the art house when we were when it was open. Oh yeah. Let's see, happiness runs. I don't recognize any of these. Uh, that's probably why Iron Man Two is a uh, yeah. number one. The next week was Just Right mm. with Queen Latifah in Common. The I didn't her, know that her was Her Majesty. Yeah. Uh, Royal Majesty, Queen of Latif. Long, long live the teeth. <laughs> Uh, letters to Juliet uh-huh. and Robin Hood. Oof, that Robin was, Hood was uh, so bad. That was Russell. No, that wasn't Russell mm-hmm. Crowe. It was. Yeah, the mm. Russell Crowe Ridley Scott. It was. It was. Everyone was expecting it to be Gladiator. I dressed up with Ryan Allen. And, and that was one of cousins. the first times I met you. I saw you at Di. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you, the me and Desiree, I were getting costumes. A, yep, that's the first <laughs> store in Utah, is Deseret Industries, and I saw you uh, getting costumes to, to dress up opening weekend. I was Friar Tuck, Ryan was Robin Hood. Yeah, my friend from high school, Ryan. <laughs> uh, and like we all got dressed up, me and like a couple of my cousins, and like we looked good. Like, yeah. we, like we put a lot of effort into uh-huh. it. And we were like just depressed. Oh, after. no. Because we're big Gladiator fans. Yeah. Big Ridley Scott. I remember like that's the first time like I felt like betrayed. Oh, that's Riddle Ridley. Scott? Yeah, Riddle that's me, Riddle's, Riddle's Riddle me, me this. Yeah, Riddle's me this. I like Riddle. The Scott. Tom Riddle me Scott. <laughs> Voldemort. If you scrabble it, yeah, He's, yeah. If you scrabble, it, you uh, get Russell Crowe. <laughs> if you scrabble the letters if, if you, of Ridley Scott. If you scrabble, if you play Scrabble with those letters, uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> then uh, you're gonna get a lot of points Triple with score. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm. 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 <laughs> mm. Mm. Um. So Iron uh, Man two. <laughs> Jesus. Iron Man two. Mike. Uh, your thoughts uh, on it? It it could have been a good movie. Okay. Um, I don't know. I told you before I started. I I kind of don't remember the movie. It just it's just not memorable. Yeah. There are some good scenes. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll start there. We'll okay. Start on the good scenes. Yeah. Um, all of my good scenes. What's the villain's name? Mickey Rourke's character. Uh, Is it Whiplash. Uh, yeah, that's the comic book name. They rarely use it. I don't know if they even say it it's once. It's like a Vanko or something like that. Yeah, it's Ivan Vanko. Vanko is uh, his name. A cool character that yep. they don't use. Yeah. And like they Underused. start, they start his story and never finish it. Yeah, which drives me crazy because it yeah. could have been good. The arc could have been more compelling um, if they hadn't kind of um, uh, put it on the back burner for Tony's relationship with his father. Yeah, and I don't like this like ghost of his father interaction stuff. You didn't like that? Didn't that he was talking. Didn't feel yeah, honest. Okay. Uh huh. Uh-huh. 
Um, and like the agents of Shield come in and be like, "Hey, here's the stuff you need." Although we don't know what you need. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, I, what? What kind of weird like spiritual bullshit is that? <laughs> like, like, like I like that maybe in like sci-fi. That was like it was like uh, Luke going into the swamp cave or uh, whatever. Yeah. And, like, go discover yourself. They, they, right. They had like this, they just gave him like this bin of old shit. Uh huh. And like his dad, so, I don't remember how he made the connection. Um. Like, what it was, I think, was I, I think I checked out a little. Sure. So maybe, maybe it might be on me. No, no, no. The it, it, it's, for all it's right. I'm very open to me being wrong about everything. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I'm not. <laughs> uh, please don't correct me. It crushes my spirit. Uh, <laughs> um, so what that was was um, they gave him a bin of his dad's old stuff, which had some fun Easter eggs in it. It had a number one issue of Captain America, um, where okay. he's punching Hitler. That's a funny because Easter his egg. dad was. Friends with Captain America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so what they did was they gave him this bin, and he watched this video. Robert the- Downey Sr. Yes, Robert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, John Slattery, who was Robert Downey Jr.'s dad. Um, uh, he cheated on his mom a lot, <laughs> according to Man Ben. Um, and also, oh, I see what you're yeah, I was <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, what was I saying? So they open up the bin. Yeah. Do you ever hear about uh, Robert, da- Mrs. Robert Downey Sr.? Uh, briefly. Very briefly. Is she like, like a we tragic have a, story, or is she just like um, no, some I, like common whore? Uh, I'm not sure. And uh, how dare you talk about Iron Man's mom like that? <laughs> uh, I, I, we haven't met her yet. Um, Iron Grandma. Yeah, Iron Mama. <laughs> I, Iron, Iron Mama. Nana. Iron Nana. <laughs> Iron Nana would be such a fun character. <laughs> <laughs> um, her walker shoots rockets. <laughs> it's a rocket walker. <laughs> It's a rocket launcher walker. Uh, um, anyway, uh, so I don't know if she we- shoots hard candy at children. <laughs> Her greatest nemesis is uh, the the hip uh, replacer. I don't know. Um, That's where the suit came from. Uh huh. It's it, it's a bionic hip that forms. Yep, mm, that forms around mm-hmm. her body. I think. Uh, hey, Marvel, if you're listening to this, we have your next big Iron idea. Nana. <laughs> Nana. But we don't see her that much in the movies. And um, I think like we hear her name like uh, Betty White. Nope. Is oh oh I see Iron Nana. Uh huh. I'm not done with Iron. Nana. <laughs> You're not over it yet. Mm-hmm. We can kind of we can focus on that a bit it's more. Okay, I'm glad I forced it. You're done now. But <laughs> uh, well, you don't hear about you don't hear about. We don't see her. We haven't been introduced to her yet. Mrs. Robert Downey uh-uh. Senior. Nope nope nope. Um, but that's what like the background was was the case was. His dad explaining to him, saying, "Hey, I don't have the technology to um, to make this um, energy uh, solution for the world, but I know you will. So here is the information, and it's not even direct. It's like here's the atom. Why are they making him do it on his own? Why are they being like all no. all dramatic about it? Because yeah, it's why only for the why movie. Why don't they give him like, hey, here's some like like Harvard grads? Right. Yeah. This uh, is stupid. Well." I think that's because that's drama for no reason. All the all that shield was given was that uh, it was like a message to Tony in the future, saying it was uh, Howard Stark saying I I don't have the means necessary to make this, so I'm giving you the clues. And but that's where the fault is is in his dad not giving him direct clues. Yeah, why would it be so ambiguous? Because it's hidden in the map of the Stark X. I understand, but yeah. is he afraid someone else is going to find it? Maybe, Ugh, but weird. they don't justify it. Like uh, because I mean they talk about like the the rival between Ivan Vanko's dad and uh, Tony Stark's dad, uh-huh. um, and that's why um, Ivan Mickey Rourke, which is like they they like so undertell that. Yep, it's yeah, it's um, 
You forget that that was part of it. It's uh yeah, and like we hate expo- exposition, um, but if you show it to us a little bit better in a well, if you get rid of the other stuff, then you have time for like exactly, sp- yeah, yeah. like actual storytelling, and not just exposition, but show me, mm-hmm, show me, show mm-hmm, like show. Mm-hmm. The, why why can't you do that scene instead of like these? I don't know. They, That's fine. I don't I don't mind. I kind of like the like old Walt Disney clips. Those are kind of fun. Yeah, it's and a fun. Feel, nod. Feel, those feel real. But for that to be where like this weird sword in the stone is. Yeah, and like, I agree. Only, only you. Um, Robert Robert Downey Sr. Can this, yeah, can, yeah, pull, can, the sword can pull the sword out. He never pulls out. Robert Downey Jr. doesn't pull out. Never. Whether it's a sword or his sword, he doesn't pull out. Uh, Excalibur. <laughs> I tried to get that tattooed on my dick, but I didn't ever remember. Excalibur. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just called Excal. Excal. <laughs> um, oh, I imagine like those shrinky dinks. Do you remember You're talking about penises? Yeah, talking about penises. <laughs> yeah, that's what I call penises. Shrinky you know dinks. Shrinky dinks? <laughs> uh, anyway. Your starts erect. <laughs> that's yeah. the state of nature. Uh, yeah, yeah, isn't it? Isn't well, that? Yeah, yeah. Those shrinky dinks. Shrinky dinks. Are you talking about penises or therapists? No. Sh- uh, what? Penises or therapists? I'm talking. Gosh, I had shrinky dinks. <laughs> yeah. I go to therapy to get rid of these boners. It's called shrinky dinks. <laughs> you guys played with boners too. <laughs> Um, so I agree I with you. Refer to '97 as the the great boner plague. '97 boner plague. Yeah, the that's boner so plague. great. <laughs> Just Marvel. We keep coming up with movie titles for you. So yeah, boner plague. Iron Nana in the boner plague. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if anybody is listening, and you might not be. <laughs> hey, we don't for know. Us. We don't know. <laughs> and you're good at Photoshop. <laughs> Could you make, make, please make a poster, poster that's Iron Nana and the Boner Blink? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I agree with you. As, like the, the story feels too convoluted, and it doesn't. there are too many moving parts where it never feels like a cohesive movie when I no. think back on it. Um, because the, the things that they have going on is, are um, uh, Ivan Benko and Justin Hammer. Uh, that's, never, like, and like, Justin Hammer is never really that much part of it. Like he's, mm-hmm. I don't know. Keep going, sorry. Uh, but th- that that storyline, um, Tony Stark's, um, uh, he's dying, like that storyline. But that's so forgettable, like something that is that, uh, like impactful. Oh yeah, you forget that he has blood toxicity. You never really worry though. No, like, that, that's a bullshit storyline. Uh, yeah, maybe I don't. I guess I shouldn't dismiss it. Totally. Sure, and it, it, but it didn't. It didn't feel compelling. No, it feels like a failed attempt. Personally, that uh, they were trying to get me in on like feeling bad for him, but I never feel bad for him no. because he never like he never opens up. Like the character himself never opens up. You in don't his care vulnerable. about Tony that much. No. Uh, not in this surprisingly. One. You yeah. do in the first one. Oh, yeah. And that was my other big complaint. Mm-hmm. He has this this the the, the this big uh, r- like redemption moment in this this uh, this this ego death and redemption in the first movie, mm-hmm. and then it's all back. Yeah, his ego is back, and it's worse with the Stark X. And you don't have ego death again, right? So like the ego death in the first movie feels totally dismissed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to see him change. You still you still want like the snarkiness, but like it with no ego death, with no like no humility or self awareness, mm-hmm. that snarkiness just gets annoying. The changes um, instead of like providing weapons to destroy the world, he's trying to save the world, but he still has his cocky attitude. Right, but instead it's not even saving the world; it's only I can save the world. Yep, it's very selfish. Yeah. Uh, but which I thought he was done with. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. thought like sitting on the ground and eating a burger, like he had like yeah, it, it, it dismissed like. 
everything that he like experienced in the cave is stupid now. Right. Uh, and that's his origin story. They dismissed the origin. It's story. not as yeah. It's it's it, yeah. It kind of um uh, forgets it and it, it like it has no respect to the original uh, story arc of him hum- being humbled with that life changing experience. Like he was uh, going to die in this one. He's also going to die, but uh, we don't care about it. Because it would make sense that he would want to keep the stuff all to himself. Mm-hmm. I get that, and yeah. it, it makes sense that he knows, like he thinks he knows best. Yeah, but to do it in such a cocky way, mm-hmm. like it makes it seem like he, like it's a back to square one, sure. in a very silly way. It's like it's like he was he cheated on us and then apologized and like he's different this time. <laughs> yeah, you don't know him like I do. He's a right. good guy. Right. So and then he then he then he you know does it again and then he does it again he just uh he's only about himself again yeah um i feel like i'm in an abusive relationship with tony stark, with tony stark. Yeah. well it it does get better and i'm in that same relationship yeah. because in iron man 3 uh he realized okay so the end of avengers he realizes that there's so much more than him um, w- like with the attack on New York, the alien invasion, he realizes there's so much more than him, and it puts him into post-traumatic stress disorder in Iron Man three. And so it, we get him back to square one of the Iron Man that we were um, compelled with. Iron Man two is a weird bump in Can the road. Can we just dismiss it in okay. the in the canon? Iron like, Man two, yeah, like because it doesn't That's, seem to fit. Like it, and the story doesn't matter in the end that much. Um, he gets a better arc reactor. Is, and, that, is that the only thing that we get from that? Uh. What changed? So we we also introduce a couple of characters. Um, we introduce Black Widow. So we, we introduce two Avengers. We introduce Black Widow and and War Machine gets a suit. Yeah. So as far as like and like it's the franchise building. So more important than the individual story, it's for the franchise. What a boring introduction for Black Widow. Yeah, uh, kind War of. War Machine yeah. made sense. War Machine, yeah. Um, and that, I actually liked the tension between the two and how they came. Like that. That was uh, that, that so that like the fight mm-hmm. in there uh, and yeah. See, that's another thing that I forget is part of that movie. There. This is this is this is like. A dozen half movies. Yes, yeah. and uh, it, and like this, and it's this hiring. Yeah, this um, this forest of a storyline that I, I feel like I'm I'm having like a hard time. Way. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that I'm trying to get through. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Um, th- what I do like, I do like Vanko. Um, I loved I love the scene in Monaco on the track. Right. When like the exoskeleton turns on and like it burns off, oh, it's such a cool scene. It's great, and that's what they were using to promote the movie. And then it's done in the first act of the movie, Protect. which and is then, fine. I mean, that's how you, you his trailer see, should be. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. But it doesn't get better than that. Like, no, that, it should be a taste, and then it, it escalates from that. Like, right. and the action doesn't get any better than and that. And he ends up fighting Iron Man suits again. Yeah. Yeah, which I'm I'm a little tired of like yep. the superhero fighting himself. It was great to see uh, uh, Venko vulnerable. Um, fighting Iron Man because he's exposed. He just has his weapons, and like any shot can be a kill shot. Yeah. Uh, so it was great to see a human fighting uh, Iron Man fighting a, a, a human. Yeah. Uh, instead of Iron Man fighting more robots. Because like the evolution of this is just like rock'em sock'em robots. Yeah. Right? Like it's just throing drones at each other. Yeah. Is the evolution. And, and when that, and that kind of happens in Age of Ultron a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. They just like aren't they? They just like these these yeah. drone RoboCops. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like I'm happy that uh, Iron Man three takes a, a little bit a different of an approach because they're they're not robots, mm-hmm. um, they're they're science enhanced, uh, extre- the extremist goons, and it 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 felt a little bit different. But um, the first Iron Man movies felt like it was just singing the same tune over and over. Um, but yeah. Well, and to compare Iron Man one and Iron Man two, 
Iron Man one had some like very relevant, pointed things that it was saying culturally. Okay, like it was it was oh, it was yeah. addressing the the military industrial complex, our our addiction to war, mm-hmm. the the collateral damage of war, mm-hmm. like the the like what happens when you sell weapons to countries and then ten years later they still have those weapons. Right. Yeah. That's like, those, those are real things we're that dealing are with that today. Right yeah. That's a, like yeah. we just sold weapons to Vietnam. Like we for did? the first time, yeah. Whoa. Which is like, which is like, which is fine. Like it's to like protect them against okay. China. Like and right right now it looks fine, but like if I remember correctly, we don't have like the best history, right? With Vietnam. Vietnam, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, but like like that's like those those are some very pointed cultural things. Um, in Iron Man two, none of it felt relevant to me. Okay. And mm-hmm. I may have I may miss the allegory. I may miss the the metaphor that they're going for. I don't know what Vanko's representing. Um, it didn't have any social commentary on like problems today, but I did appreciate the Musk and SpaceX references that they had, like that Tony Stark is our Elon Musk, sure. and then they even throw Elon Musk in the movie, and they like Elon Musk provides his um his uh, SpaceX for the Justin Hammer Corporation. I think that's rad, and so that's relevant. Do you feel like that grounds it a little? A little bit. It gives it, it kind of puts it in time for us, sure. like it's a peg, and like this is when this kind of happened, sure. which is so, helpful yeah. in a franchise. Sure, uh, but it, no, it but, doesn't but no social have social relevance. Th- no, 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 and that yeah. like that doesn't add any weight to the movie. Um, mm-hmm. It's just reference that is that like are uh, important, and we realize like now we can see the importance of Elon Musk's co- contributions, and he's trying to like save the world. Yeah, uh, and um, so I. Th- but you're right, there wasn't any weight. No, to there's the no relevance. Like because we talked about this before, I have a hard time with sci-fi and fantasy. Yeah, when. It, like it doesn't have any like uh, application to like real life experience, right. mm-hmm. and this this just felt like like a like a story. This yeah. just felt like like an a fantastic story, mm. or like a bunch of fantastic stories that don't quite work together. Yeah, and I don't know how they apply. In the first episode, the first one made so much sense. Like I really like, like yeah, and the like. How bad this one was made me like the first one more. <laughs> uh-huh, good, that's yeah. well, that's good. I didn't know what I had. Uh, <laughs> um, when t- when you first met Tony Stark, and now he's turned into this monster that keeps abusing you. Uh, <laughs> Damn it, Tony! <laughs> um, I forgot my point. I was going to say, hopefully, I can get it back. Um, the first Iron Man. Shit! Fuck! I don't remember. Yeah. What? What? It, what? It, so the racetrack scene, such a cool scene with the mm-hmm. whips. And scary, and like there's a that I don't there was the really funny moment is like what like when he almost hits Tony and he smashes yeah. Whiplash into the wall. Is yeah. that what you're trying to? Do? I don't know. I was trying to scare him. <laughs> <laughs> They're great at bantering. Yeah. Those three. Like, I wish there was more of that. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I love that scene. I love right after that. This is my favorite scene in the movie mm-hmm. when Vanko's been caught and he's not defeated in any way. Right. And Tony goes in very confident, very condescending. He talks to him. And Vanko's like when the the line that I love is like I, like I I didn't have to defeat you. It's like when you make when you make God bleed, people stop believing in God. Yeah. which is oh, it's what, what a, again, I don't know if that's from something. I don't, I don't know, know if that's from, but yeah, like that is that is one of the cooler lines I've heard in a long time. Again, that was used in the trailers. It's in the first act, and it doesn't escalate from that there. line. Was in the trailers? Yep. Fuck that. That's yeah. such a good line. You don't. It, it, no, no, no. It was that scene, so it may have been the like uh, blood in the water, and then the sharks. Okay, would come. And which, it was which, in that. Which yeah. which yeah, which is like the great next like. I left like it was still getting better. I left like yeah, there's blood in the water. Yeah, that context was in the trailer, and it it got me excited for it to see this uh this he because he didn't have anything to lose. Vanko didn't have anything to lose because um he he was willing to die on that racetrack. I yeah. think and like he has he has the oh and he has like the charisma of someone who's felt like he's already died. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Like he has yep. he has the fearlessness of someone who like. Is essentially immortal. Uh huh. Yeah. When he's very, very mortal, but he like he has, which is so cool. Yeah. It's very terrifying. Yep. 
uh, and then someone who's not scared of Iron Man. Yeah. Like, and not not for like not because he can beat him, just because like he's not scared. Right, uh, oh, that's he has so nothing cool. to lose. So and like throughout the rest of the movie, this villain that is amazing in the introduction is pacified. Yeah, um, he's under the programming. Care. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he goes he goes full Zuckerberg. The rest uh, of the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and like he has some great moments with Sam Rockwell, uh, and it's oh, they were great together. They were amazing. Take take Vanko, make uh, that like the capital B story or, yeah. or A story almost, mm-hmm. or like and then and then Tony's like Tony Tony's mortality and like struggle with the like this this power complex mm-hmm. the, the A story yeah flip them yep yeah uh, do that and then leave out the rest yeah and that's a that's a that's a, that's a cool like like heavyweights going at it yep um. Yeah, because we still have the intrigue of this guy who has this grudge against the Stark family and has nothing to lose instead of that being the B-plot. That's much more interesting than, um, because it's more personal than creating this worldwide um, energy solution uh, that I think that led into. And that was the, and, and we forget about that, he, that he's dying. We, f- yeah. we forget that, it, like, his Iron Man suit is killing him. And now, now that I say this, like, because I realize, like, um... Vanko represents a threat to his mortality and his power, okay. and so does his own power. So I think, like, I think there's probably a cool metaphor in, mm-hmm. like, the, and 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 if now that I'm talking about, it, I remember they like they do it a little heavy-handed a couple times, mm-hmm. where they like the thing that's keeping you alive is also killing. Yeah, you. yeah, it's, yeah, that's a line, which was, which I think is supposed to be the theme of the movie, like, yep. like this power is being stolen by other people and they're trying to kill you with it. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is cool. Like, I like that. I like that that parallel. It gets lost. Uh-huh. So like I said, there's a good movie in there, yeah. I think. Um, Those are my two favorite scenes. What were your favorite scenes? Uh, I think I agree with you. Um, I, I, I'm i sure it's something with Sam Rockwell. I think it's when uh, he comes back and realizes that he's replaced the helmet with a head, with a drone head. And then, like, oh, Sam Rockwell's interactions with his butler are, are amazing. So funny. Uh, they they are so subtle and, and feel quiet. honest. Yeah, it's like it's a great bird. Yeah, it's a great, it's a beautiful bird. <laughs> it's like he's just it's repeating him like a yes bird. man. <laughs> he's he's like his like rich white guy hype man. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rich hype man. But, I want a butler, butler hype man. man. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, we came up with like seven movies. I know that's Iron Nana's but sidekick is Lee, butler Lee, hype man. Lee Daniels butler hype man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, so th- those interactions, um, were probably, uh, among my favorite parts of the movie because, uh, it, it, like, as far as, like, how forgettable it is, because most comedies, I don't know the storyline to them because I, right. that's not the point of the movie. The point of the movie is to be a comedy and slapstick. Yeah, which I disagree with. Like, I, really? I, I, I'm not saying that's not true. It's yeah. just, like, in, in my own approach, I don't like that approach. Oh, I see. Yeah. I think um, it's the whole, I, I think comedy is best when comedy's second. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When it's but, honest. Because yeah. mm-hmm. like the like comedy for comedy's sake is not very human. Right. Like, you don't go out every day hoping like, I hope I laugh all day. Mm-hmm. You have like, you do something important and that something funny happens while you do something. Important. And I think that's what happened in those moments is, uh, the tension was first and like the, the story that what they had for a story with those characters was first. And then Sam Rockwell's, uh, amazing uh, use of like subtlety uh, created the comedy for it. Yeah. Um, and I, I, yeah, I think so- Sam Rockwell may have been my favorite part of the movie um, because throughout just this, this cocky false vibrato that he has. Austin Powers looking motherfucker. He does look like <laughs> Austin like Powers. It's a, and like from the first like um, Senate hearing uh, throughout the movie, I think Sam Rockwell just nailed it. 
And uh, I'm, I'm that just, gets lost, don't you think? Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Like that's underappreciated. Yeah, it is. Uh, because there's all this other crazy convoluted stuff mm-hmm. that I that distracts me. Yeah. So have so I say you keep you keep you keep the the mortality in mm-hmm. like this like too much power for one man story. Yeah. And then Vanko is like the the embodiment of it. He's the he's the he's the mirror being held up to Tony. Mm-hmm. And then Justin Hammer is like the vehicle within it. Yeah. I think that's all you need. Uh, yeah. Um, I realized I added a third thing after I said you only needed two things last that's time so I did it. So I didn't like, pick it up, so but I know like, someone will. <laughs> so, <laughs> so by the end of the podcast, I'm like, okay, do those three things and then add Black Widow. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then add, like, Walt Disney. Uh-huh. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a perfect Robert movie. Downey Senior, <laughs> Robert Downey Sr. as Tom Hanks in... In Saving Mr. Banks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember what I was trying to say. What I forgot. What I uh, forgot earlier. Um, what uh, Iron Man did was it felt like it was going in this direction of redefining the superhero genre, and Iron Man Two feels like it's returning to it the convoluted. Yeah, it relapsed to um, because I think the Spider Man movies are fine, um, but I the I, Tobey Maguire ones. Yeah, the Tobey Maguire. They did ones. well, right? Yeah, they, they did very well. Popular. Uh, I, like I think uh, like out of all of the five, Spider Man Two is my favorite Spider Man film, and it's a really good film. Um, but I and like um, I guess I'm comparing Iron Man two more to like Fantastic Four and the other campy uh, predecessors for superhero movies. Mm-hmm. It feels like it returns to this. Let's give them the action um, and kind of like empty calories, uh, where like Iron Man was the 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 meat that we needed, the protein, and what we wanted to uh, to effectively build uh, this movie franchise. How much more simple is, or simpler? I think is the right word. Mm-hmm. Is Iron Man the Iron Man two story wise? Oh, it's uh, yeah. It, I think that's its strength. Yep. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, it. it I mean, we're we're, we're beating a, a, yeah. a dead mechanical Iron Horse. Mm-hmm. Is Iron Horse a movie? This sounds like a movie. Oh, I think so. Uh, I think um, Meryl Streep. Yeah, Meryl Streep. Iron Lady Horse. Iron Lady Horse. That was it. I'm so happy you beat me to that. <laughs> uh, hey, Mike, you want to talk about the G plot? Yo, that sweet sweet G plot. Let's find that G plot. It's a real frustrating one. Yeah, this one in this movie is particularly hard to find. Yeah, it is. Uh, so Pepper Potts uh, returns, and and it, it, you can see they tried to make her more than a one dimensional character. Uh-huh. They gave her a CEO title yep. and kept her one dimensional. Yeah, uh, because she she maintains the doe eyed um, damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. You can do better, and be the, better. And the role I roll. Oh, Tony. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, so she is. Yeah, only there, only there to serve um, the the man, and so that's no justice to. Uh, I think it it passed the is that the Blackdale test? What is that? The Beckdale. Beckdale. Blackdale. That's what you say to pickles. <laughs> pickles never pass. The Beckdale. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure it passed the Beckdale test. Yeah, uh, Beckdale test. For those who don't know, is like this feminist bullshit propaganda. God. <laughs> No, it's 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 really it's it's not it's not always the best, but it's a very good eye test for um, female roles in movies. Which like 2015 was an awesome year for. Like yeah. I feel like it's like hopefully it's not just the pendulum swinging. I hope it, this is real change. Yeah. Um, but off the top of my head, the Bechdel test was like, um, are the, the two two, uh, two female women, two females and they have with to have names a, with they yeah, have to be named they have to be named so they're not just like the idea of a woman. Mm-hmm. And they have to have a conversation without another man about something other than men. Yes. Yep. So, so she and Black Widow. Yeah, they passed the test. Yeah. Although they both feel like. Oh, yeah. Like uh, very much like just like 
sexual pieces. Uh, yeah. Something that I was really confused about was like eye candy for the movies. Yeah. Mostly. Uh, uh, like there's a lot of them, like their butts is in sync together, (laughs) which was fun. (laughs) Like, like it worked for the wrong. How many takes did that uh, take? How many takes did that take? To get to the center of that lollipop. Yeah. How many takes did it take? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to say licks right there. That sounds great. Thank you. Yeah. I said it. Unless you're into it. Um, Ooh. And like, what's at the center of a lollipop? Oh, the brown spot. <laughs> Maybe that's where the G plot is. A sweet tootsie. Uh, did we find the G plot? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it was. It was. I don't. I don't think we got off though. <laughs> that, it was to no. Fa- yeah, that, no favorite that G anybody. plot is bad for you as it was for me. <laughs> yeah, a little. They, they. They. It's. It's. It's kind of there. Yeah. Um. Something did that they can, kiss in the first movie. I don't know. They do. They nope, do in this I, one. I pointed that out, and uh, this one they finally kiss. Yeah. Um, and it's all right. Like, it's not, it's, like, it's, uh, yeah, there wasn't any tongue. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what were you gonna ask? What? I don't remember when. Yeah, it was. Okay. I just remember that they kissed. Um, no, I remember like it was, no. The question is when did they kiss? In the movie? I don't oh, I'm sorry. It was after the explosion. So the drones on the Stark Expo, and then he saves her from the exploding oh. drone. Um, takes her to a room. Right after she says, "No, I'm not gonna leave until I get everybody out of here." You're not. Yeah. Gonna why? Do why? Shit. Yeah. What are you gonna You're not do? Some like weird captain of the Titanic. <laughs> what are you contributing? You just barely became CEO. If this is the this Titanic is park, if this is the Titanic, it's going down, and women and children get to go first. <laughs> Like I, I, I saw what they were trying to do there. Yeah. And like, what are you gonna do? Like, tell people to go. Yeah. Everything's already blowing up. <laughs> yeah. Most of there, the damage there, has been done. There's Iron Man flying around. Like, no, I'm gonna go. Like, <laughs> see if I can find a puppy. And like, she stays there. Like, yeah. she only stays there. Like, looking around. What are you it. gonna do? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it would have been cool only... if they gave her something to do then. Yeah, wouldn't that have been great? It would have been easy. Wouldn't have. They should have added more story. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, quick fix. She sees somebody that's under some wreckage. She goes over to save yeah. them. There's a drone there that's about to explode. Iron Man saves both of them. Yeah. Or no, well, she should save the person. A child of color with a three-legged puppy. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Under under some rubble. Yeah. Um, you're gonna get a lot of that in Chicago. There's gonna be a lot of children with color under rubble. For you to save. It's your opportunity. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of people to save. For all, all the children of color with three legged puppies uh-huh. hiding under rubble in Chicago, I'm coming by. He's, he's coming. I'm on my way. He's coming. Let me camp. get settled first. <laughs> then I need to take some second city classes. <laughs> uh, this is really more about my creative process than about you. Like, I feel like you're making this about you. Yeah. <laughs> Selfish piece of shit. Oh, uh, jeez. Um,. So Iron Man Two was kind of overall this flop, for personally. It, yeah. Well, let's do that had like rotten, moments in it. We didn't do Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, we didn't. Yeah. Um. So Rotten Tomatoes, it is the third lowest, um, of all of the movies. Let, sorry, let me scroll down to that. It is at seventy-two percent. That's high. It is high. Yeah. Uh, it is the cool spectacle, and that's probably what most people want. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's most what... Most people aren't going to, like, do a podcast about it. <laughs> yeah, that is that is true. Um, so it is just above Incredible Hulk and Thor The Dark World, and uh, I think that's where it kind of belongs. I, I would even I liked, put it... I liked Hulk a little better. Yeah, me too, especially watching it this time around. I think if I were to, like, uh, look back, I would may have, I may have guessed that I like Iron Man 2 a bit better, but now that most recently watching it and kind of analyzing it, which this podcast allows me to do now... Yeah. Um, uh, I think I do enjoy Incredible Hulk a bit more. Um, and yeah. Uh, Is there going to be an Iron Man 4? Uh, not for sure. It's not scheduled. Okay. Because they have till 2019 planned. 
So if it's so after that, you, we know all the movies that happened until 2019. Mm-hmm. I guess that's only three years. That's not that many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that sounds so far in the future. Yeah, I know, right? Anytime we we bring up turd thousands, uh, it's it's very confusing. Yeah, because I think I'm still in the 90s, so I should have a. We have hoverboards, thanks mm-hmm. 2015 roller boards. Like yeah, <laughs> they were so like they wanted to get hoverboards out by 2015 yeah. just to stay faithful to Steven Spielberg and Back to the Future. They're cool. Yeah, they're, they're fun. Have you ridden one? No, they're kind of fun. I'm top heavy. Uh, yeah, that, that is harder. Like, I kids... Look, I look like Gru from Despicable Me. <laughs> I'm like these teeny tiny legs. And you're voiced by Steve Carell. Like, it's very yeah, yeah, convincing. Yeah, yeah, and like, people have no idea. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but it's my passion. <laughs> Sorry to peek behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> he can fit inside me very easily. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I forgot where I was going before we come. Oh, yeah. Uh, kids on hoverboards. This isn't important. <laughs> I, I thought it was so much more important than this. All right, listen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Shut up. Shut up, yeah, shut up. Yeah, shut up. Yeah, anything we're talking now. Uh, kids on hoverboards, they're fucking naturals <laughs> because they're low to the ground. And so they might as well just be the boards. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Iron Man 2 was okay. It was fine. <laughs> you want to do comics and comics? I do want to do comics, comics and comics, comics, books, and movies. Get the name of the comedian. Can you guess which comic book film they're in? Now it's time to play comics and comics. Now it's time to play comics and comics. In the past two episodes, um, we have only done uh, Marvel movies exclusively. Okay. Um, so uh, now I'm going to give you any comedian, and uh, they are in... Any movie. Any superhero movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not any movie. Any superhero so movie. So it could be, um, uh, let's say Batman Begins. Let's say Batman Begins. Or say The Dark Knight. Or, or let's say The Dark Knight Rises. Those are the only ones I or know. Or Marvel movies that aren't a part of the MCU. Uh, is Fantastic Four part of the MCU? Yeah, it is. And I want it to be under the Marvel umbrella again because they could do some fun stuff with Have the Fantastic Four. they ruined it like three Four. times? Yeah. yeah. So p- give it to the people who can do something with it. Yeah. Okay. Mike, Let's give do- it to the people mm. who can mm-hmm. do something. Stop. Mm-mm. Mike. Mike. Drop me. it. Drop it. Mike. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> it's not worth it. Uh, anyway, so I'll give you a comedian and it can be any superhero movie. And uh, let's okay. do three. Okay, okay, so okay. the first one we're going to do is, oh, crap. We already had this conversation <sighs> last night, so the one that I wanted to do. I wanted to can, do Paul can you, Rubens. Can you scramble? He was in uh, Batman. He was. Ding, 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 ding. Which one? He was in. Let me guess. Oh, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, guess, you gotta guess. guess. You gotta guess. Um, the Kilmer. Mm, oh, shit. I don't know. I don't nope. know. I don't it know was the second one. It was, uh, uh, what one was that? Was that Batman? Mm-hmm. This is so embarrassing. Um, bah, 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 bah. I don't remember. It's okay. It's okay. I can look it up. I'm looking up Danny DeVito to find out. <laughs> because he plays Danny DeVito. Batman De- Forever? It's, it is Batman Returns. Oh, Batman Returns. Yeah. Um, we should go back and watch Batmans. Nah, I don't want to. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm watching all these movies for you. <laughs> it maybe doesn't feel like there's a lot of give and take. <laughs> I got stuff I need to do. Um, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, DC Pearson. That's the first comedian from Mystery uh, Team. He's in. He were he uh, Mystery Team was uh, Winter Soldier, Captain America. Winter he Soldier. was. He's the Ooh. at the. The, I don't know if it's an Apple store. I think it's an Apple store. It's it like an, an Apple store at Best Buy or something Yeah, like that. it is an Apple store. He was store. great. He was great. That was a lot of fun. And then they make out for a second to avoid. There's that G-plot. There's that G-plot. Ooh, when we get the Winter G-plot. Soldier, yeah. there's a G-plot. Yeah. Uh, it's more flirty than an actual D- G-plot. Like it's a... Lowercase G-plot. Yeah, it's like they're faking it. Like an over-the-pants G-plot. <laughs> yeah, an over-the-pants G-plot. Uh, okay, I need to think of... Another one. I didn't prepare for this time for, for it. This okay. Time. Um, let me um, just talk amongst yourselves. Yeah. Uh, so, um, oh, Gary Morrison. I don't know. Oh, one of the original cast members of Saturday Night Live. Um, Can I look him? Yeah, up he's a he's a, a African American gentleman. Um, Gary Morrison. Gary Morrison. Is it part of the MCU or no? It is part of the MCU. Mm. I'll give you that much. Wait a minute. Is it Morris? Oh, did I get the name wrong? It may be Gary Morris. Oh, God damn it. That's a... <laughs> Gary Garrett. Morris. Is it Garrett? Garrett. <laughs> this, is, oh, this is going great. Yeah, it's Garrett Morris. Garrett Morris. Garrett Morris. <laughs> Not Gary Morrison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Garrett Morris. He's still alive. He is still alive. 78 years old. Lives. He was born in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. New Orleans. Narlands. Um, let me... I just peeked that he's on two broke girls. Oh! That's not it. <laughs> it is part of the MCU or no? It is part of the I, I, MCU. I decided not to listen to your answer. Yeah. Uh, it is... Have I seen it yet? Uh, yes. Have we watched it together? Um, yes. Is he in The Incredible Hulk? He's not in The Incredible Hulk. He was in Ant-Man. Oh. He's a, taxi, he he's a taxi driver that Ant-Man, when he's small and first trying out his powers, he grows big and falls onto uh, his, 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 his cab. His taxi car. Yeah, and he says something sassy like, what the hell? Or something like that. He may not even have a line. <laughs> You just like were a little racist and then assuming what his line <laughs> yeah. might be. Put words in his mouth. You were have fun in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever need more racism, just come what on the home. Hell? <laughs> okay, I got one more. Nathan Fillion. <sighs> Nathan Fillion from yeah, the Doctor Horrible Sing Along Blog. Doctor Horrible Sing Along Blog. The, one of those network shows. Mm-hmm. Castle. Yeah, that's it. Castle. Mm-hmm. And um, Firefly, I think. He, he played a janitor in Community. Mm. Is that part of the? That wasn't part, no, of, like, part of air air conditioning. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. that was part of, like the Goodwill Hunting of, thing. Yeah, he, I think it's like the it's, janitors have connections too, so they need to like patro- like they need to cozy up to the janitors to get in with the air conditioning uh, unit. Because it's John Goodman who's the main yeah. actor. <laughs> so and he, suddenly he grows this weird like ponytail that like he like it's kind of explained that he's going through some stuff and so like he has a ponytail now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a braided ponytail. It's one really of my good. one of my favorite jokes in any movie. And I don't think it like when I saw it in theaters, it didn't do that well in the theater. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But in this is forty, Leslie Mann's getting mad at Paul Rudd's character. Mm-hmm. 
for playing words with friends on the toilet. Uh-huh. And she's like, who takes half an hour to take a shit? And they're just like, with a, like a one beat, he goes, John Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the funniest jokes I've ever heard. Uh, that's good. He says it with such confidence. That is really good. That is really, really good. Oh, John oh. Goodman. John Goodman. <laughs> so funny. Stop stalling, Mike. Oh, Nathan Fillion. <laughs> what, uh, what, and, uh, he's in the MCU as well. Uh, the first Avengers. No. I assumed it'd be a Joss Whedon one. Cause, yep. Yeah. It is a James Gunn one because he did Slither. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. He is the, he plays the blue alien that is pretty, like, he's in the prison, the, the kiln, I think it's called, in the uh-huh. space prison. And, like, he's looking at Chris Pratt, like, saying, like, he's going to do some rape, like, prison raping to him. And then uh, Groot and Rocket step in and say that Chris Pratt is his property. And then, like, Groot grows tendrils into his nose and makes him. That was Nathan Fillion? That was Nathan Fillion. That was a curveball, bro. Yeah, man. We have fun. I have fun. Oh, I probably had fun. Yeah. This is banging comics and comics, books, movies. That is how you play comics and comics. That is how you play comics and comics. Uh, Mike, now you mentioned, um, like, you looked up... Okay, the last episode that we did in Iron Man, we were, like, talking about his comedy, um, and, uh, sorry, Robert Downey Jr.'s comedy, mm-hmm. and you looked up, uh, like, his... John Slattery Sr.'s son. Yeah, yeah, him. <laughs> John Slattery Sr.'s son. Uh, you looked up his history, and, like, we we knew that he was on one season of uh, Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. uh, but, like, we didn't really, like, I, I'd right. never gone back and rewatched those episodes. I uh, just know that at, yeah. for like trivia. It's just okay. Trivia. So we'll start with this. Um, Rolling Stone for the the 40th anniversary ranked every cast member ever for Saturday Night Live, and they, they so they that's 141. They group some in together, like they have like one that's like all the women. like the new. <laughs> yeah, like all the women. <laughs> kind of. Oh, gross! A, really? Like, I think women are grouped together more than men on this. Oh yeah, that makes this sense. this this. But first makes, of all, we'll just say this um, ranking is just total bullshit. Okay, sure. Yeah, like this, like this, 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 this infuriated everybody. Like nobody. Really? Yeah. Like th- there was like a lot of outcry when this okay, came out. This ranking is as legitimate as our favorite Marvel movies. <laughs> Less <rankings>. legitimate. <laughs> um, and it's so so fucking snarky. Mm-hmm. Like for Bobby Moynihan, who's a great sketch actor. Yeah. I think one of the best of this, like the last two casts. Uh-huh. Yep. Like it's just a cornerstone sketch actor. Great very in good, sisters. Very funny in sisters. He's great in sisters. Uh, on this, he's ranked, I think, like um, like even outside the top 100. Okay. Um, and the, the I can find it. It's not worth sure. saying. He's like, we get it. You're an uncle and you're drunk. God. You can say that about anything. <laughs> anything. <laughs> Uh, also, that's you can say great... that about iPhones. Like the first time, I was like, "We get it. You're a phone, and you're smart." Yeah, you know what I get is I get that it's hilarious, and I look forward to that character every time. That's what I get. It's a weird... I get it. It's yeah. a great character. It's a weird vendetta to have against like a beloved character. Yeah, he had an like uncle. maybe the biggest character outside of Stefan yep. in the last ten mm-hmm. years. Uh, so he had just the uncle that he like has some resentment. Smash hit, a smash hit of a character, and they were like, th- "That's what they throw against him." That's yeah. so weird. That like, oh. yeah, yeah. But you that's like that's it. the tone of this ranking. Yeah. Um, but so out of all 141 cast members that they rank, um, Robert Downey Jr. is ranked 141. He was ranked as the worst cast member ever. Of oh. Um, and I'll read what they say 
because I feel like there's a lot of blaming Saturday Night Live in the because like, I read most of the description okay. based on the people I cared about. Uh, there are familiar because I don't yep. know a lot of the old cast, and there's like this weird like you don't weird... know Gary Morrison. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Garrett Morris, <laughs> goddamn it. <Jordan. laughs> <laughs> he's okay. ranked number one too, which is crazy. No, no, he's not. Okay, <laughs> god damn, so stupid. God damn it, oh, god damn it. Oh, that's it. Can't we're believe done. you're this stupid. No, we're done. We're done. We're, we're like I knew it. you were dumb. We're cutting the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you're dumb. I didn't know you were like impressively dumb. <laughs> Thank you. I love you. <laughs> Uh, so it was 1985 to 1986. And if I do remember, because there's weird times where Lauren Michaels left the show and then came back. Two different times. And I didn't know that. 85, 86 was the second time mm-hmm. that he was coming back. Okay. So this is, the, the, he's been there since this season. Okay. Um, and there are some similar hires. Like other people in the cast were, oh, um, Quaid, Randy Quaid. Mm-hmm. I think Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Okay. Julia Louis, Huey Louis. Another Louis o- Yeah. <laughs> Another only uh, one. Yeah. She was only one season. But she was good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, so that they, who else was in the cast? Uh, Joan Cusack was in the cast. Mm-hmm. That that's kind of the time. It wasn't. It was. It was like tr- like grasping for relevance again because people weren't watching it. Okay. This is this is like it was coming out of a, a lull. Um, and here's what it said. Robert Downey, yeah, the, there's weird blaming of SNL here. Wa- Robert Downey Jr. is a comic genius. That's the first line. Nice. Um, and like, sh- th- maybe people will agree with that. I don't think so. Uh-huh. Um, and not because, like, oh, like, don't use the word genius. Okay. But it does get thrown around a little too much. Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll get, we'll get through this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Let's just finish this fucking part. Yeah, I've got done. stuff to do. Yeah. Uh, I'm so hurt that you call me such an idiot. <laughs> For how stupid you are, you're really fun to be around. Ah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're stupid. I'm really I, of worried course. About no, no, no. <laughs> Fuck that. I know. We don't need to turn it into that. <laughs> Whew, I got very scared. <laughs> Love you, man. <laughs> you too. Just go to Chicago already. <laughs> okay, finish the paragraph. It's one paragraph. I'm looking at it. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is a comic genius. Making him unfunny stands as SNL's most towering achievement in terms of sucking. <laughs> okay. How do you fuck up a sure thing like Downey? He's a, he's funny in anything. I mean, dude was funny in Weird Science. He was funny in Johnny Be Good. He was funny in Iron Man, which is... But he met his kryptonite, and it was SNL, where he spent 85 to 86 season sucking up a storm. His greatest hit, a fart noise debate with Anthony Michael Hall, which is pretty funny. Uh-huh. Uh, in a perverse way, the Downey fail sums up everything that makes SNL great. There are no sure things, no rules, no do-overs, no safety net. When you flop on SNL, you flop big, and that's the way it should be. The cameras roll at 11.30, ready or not, live from New York, etc. Well, I actually like that last part of it. Uh-huh. Like that it's, you know, like he, it's I six. It's not SNL's fault, though. He was awful. Uh-huh. And he wasn't. So you rewatched those episodes? Yeah, I watched as many clips of him. Yeah. I didn't watch the episodes, but right. I watched as many clips of him as I could find. Mm-hmm. He was irritating. Really? And he looked was like he smug. Was he Tony Snarking it? Yeah, but like, <laughs> but with like, with, but with nothing to back it up. It was uh-huh. like this really, like, really shallow smug. Uh huh. And he and he's kind of a silver spoon Hollywood kid up to this point. He hadn't really done much. Right. Uh, he's 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 you know a Hollywood legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he was very young. Is he an Oscar winner for Chaplin? Did yes. you look that up? Cool. Yeah, so he ends up winning an Oscar later. He ends up going to jail at some Oh, point. sorry. I was thinking this. I don't know why I thought Chaplin was before this. No. This is, this is kind of Because it's first. like black and white and silent film, so I thought it was before Saturday Night Live when they had color. You know, like, the artist was <laughs> before 
<laughs> Wizard of Oz. What? That took too long. <laughs> uh, but the the fart noise debate was them like it was a weekend update bit. Uh huh. And it was him and Anthony Michael Hall where they're discussing literature. Mm-hmm. And in the, the like the end of like any time they're going to get to an adjective, they just make a fart noise. <laughs> And like it escalates to more and more fart noises, and it's pretty funny. That's fun. Yeah, it's a silly. It's yeah, a really like silly. That. But he was he, he. I felt like he was trying to be kind of like punk and avant garde, and like try to be like fuck the establishment. Okay. I'll do this. I'll do this weird experimental stuff. Mm, how fun. How charming. Um, and that's the only time it kind of worked. And yeah. it's so irritating because he hadn't earned that. Yeah. He didn't have a sensibility. So I feel like an insecurity, insecure thing, being like, well, I don't know what to do, so I'm gonna say like fuck other things. Right. Uh, and he looked like. He looked like. Edward Scissor's hands a little bit. Like he did he did not really? he's not attractive. Like he's one of those people who like second puberty and became an attractive guy. Yeah, okay. But before that he was like this weird, soft I'm looking like, forward to that second puberty. <laughs> milky pale, weird dude. Yum. The silver spoon, weird ass. Yeah. Mm. So he wasn't good. I don't think it was SNL's fault. If when I watched, no, that's it, a weird, like, that's a weird thing to blame the yeah the whole show. Yeah. And it's also in the show in transition, so that they maybe suffered from that. Yeah, maybe. Um, uh well, and now he's the comedy genius today. Ugh, he's not a comedy genius. Wait, what, why is there a funny. picture of a Muppet? They had Muppets on... Uh, That's right, I remember that now, yeah. yeah. So their rank is 140, so they think Tony Wait Stark a is worse than the Muppets Wait they a had minute. on SNL. That, what? <laughs> Do you want me to read it? Yeah. Strange, oh, no. but, strange but true, this is 75 to 76. Uh-huh. Strange but true, the Muppets were the first season were first season cast members, but but not the funny Muppets, a dark and grumpy version starring a lizard named Scred. Jim Henson hated the I'm Scred and You're Not gags, so he left the Muppet show. So he left he left to start the Muppet show. Uh-huh. Too bad Gonzo and Belushi would have made quite a team. So um, the show didn't know what it was yet. Yeah. But there were Muppets as part of it. Okay. Hmm. And then Jim Brewer's one thirty nine. Oh, Jim good Brewer's for him. good. Norm McDonald's 135. Oh, no. Norm McDonald. Get out of town, Rolling Keep Stone. Going. Keep rolling out of town. Rolling Stone hasn't been relevant for like 15 years. You hear that? Mouthful of Marvels is calling you out. <laughs> yeah. Rolling Stone. <laughs> I, think, I think Robert Downey Jr. is funny, though. I think he has the sensibility. Now, I haven't watched any of these clips. Uh, Another grouping. But I think he was funny in Iron Man 2 as well. I think he had some moments. Yeah. 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 Fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mike, what list your let's do your uh, ranking of the movies. Okay, Iron Man 1 okay. is 1. Mm-hmm. So we've only done 3. Yeah. Iron Man 1 and then Incredible Hulk and then Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 hit the bottom for me. Yep, me too. This time around. Uh if it were like 6 months ago, I think it would Iron Man 2 and Iron Man yeah, Incredible and Iron Hulk. Man Hulk would have uh, <laughs> flipped. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I think uh, I think we can wrap it up now. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I tried to wrap it up earlier, but I remember that you had this Robert Downey Jr. stuff you, you wanted to talk about. It was underwhelming. No, 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 it was fine. <laughs> Do you guys like me? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a good time. Okay, um, and this is the last episode we're in the same room together. Unless, like, I'll come and visit. And I'd like to do episodes there. Yeah, we there. should do it there. Um, even with Calvin. <laughs> uh, even with Calvin. We could. We could. Maybe we could like set up a live one and. Chicago with people who've never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, that would that be a lot a of fun. That would be a <laughs> that actually might be kind of fun. No, that'd be fun. I, we'll I'd, I'd like to do a live one and like no one show up. We'll just advertise it as Doug loves movies. Okay, <laughs> and we'll dress up as Doug Benson, both of us. <laughs> and it'll be like the same format as Doug loves. <laughs> it'll movies. be you on my shoulders in a trench coat, and you I'm have... already bigger than Doug Benson. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that I'm on your shoulders, <laughs> and you have a Doug Benson mask that we cut out from paper and put <laughs> a little plastic eyes. string around. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Uh, okay, I think that's the end of the I'll episode. Like, my name is. Look at my hand, Doug, and I love movies. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. Let's done. Okay, let's, let's, let's done. Let's, let's done. Let's done it. Let's done her. Let's done her. All right, get it. Get her. Get done her. Get it done. Hell done. yeah. All right, everybody. We'll MC you later. later. We are groups. You big boy, you're a big boy with your big boy pants on. You made it to the end of the episode. <laughs> good job. Oh, good job. If you're at all interested in emailing us at the show, you can email us at mouthfulofmarvels at gmail.com. That is mouthful with one L. You could also follow us on Twitter at mouthfulomarvel, um, as in uh, an Irishman's name. Uh, oh, Marvel. At mouthfulomarvel. You can also use the hashtag mofuma. That is Mo as in mouth, Foo as in full, and Ma as in marvels. And one last thing, I would like to uh, thank everybody who was involved in the making of this podcast. Thank you at Curtis Ned Hansen in helping with the production of this podcast. Thank you at Aiden Steenblick uh, for the music. And thanks to at Chelsea underscore MB for the artwork. Uh, I know I said one last thing, but here's another last thing. (laughs) Here's the second last thing. You can follow um, myself and Mike on Twitter, if it's your fancy. Uh, You can follow me at Jordan Todd Brown, and you can follow Mike at Mikey Grover. All right, that's it. See you next time, gang.